Good afternoon, everyone. I hope you are having a great Saturday, a great weekend, and just really enjoying this fall、um, season that we have. Many of you are probably in other countries, and you might not have fall. Fall here in U.S. is basically the leaves falling off of the trees, and it's getting colder, or a little bit, you know, a little bit cold.、Um, and then we're gonna go into winter. But anyway, I hope you're having a lovely day. I hope that. You realize that this is the day that that the Lord has made, and you will rejoice and be glad in it.、Um, I hope that you are enjoying your day, being、uh, you know intentional about doing something enjoyable, doing something fun, you know, especially in this time that we are all still、um, the second wave of COVID nineteen happening and possibly COVID twenty. But let's just pray that you know it. There's a cure and everything is just、um, covered and done with, and we don't have to worry about this COVID nineteen anymore.、Um, so thank you for tuning in to Mimi's message today. We are talking about I am purposed. I have a purpose. I am purposeful.、Um, your life is important. God has you here on earth to do. Amazing things, right? The Bible says in John ten ten that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But God said He has come so that you have life, life abundantly. Okay, your life is there to save a lot of people, and also to save you and your family as well. You are a weapon. You are a warrior. You are an Esther in this generation that the Lord has prepared for you to go and do what He's called you to do, and so. Today we are talking about being purposeful.、Um, I've had my women's、um, ministry sisters of Ruth. We had our、um, women in ministry and business, and we talked a lot about what it takes to start a business, what it takes to maintain a, a ministry. You know, a lot of us, God has an assignment. The Bible says that,、um, you know, in Galatians, I believe it says that. He has called some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some teachers, some pastors. Okay, and you are one of those. You know, God has chosen you, called you. Many are called, but few are chosen. And many of you, I believe that the Lord is 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 really putting on your heart to step out and do everything that He's He has called you and chosen you to do. Okay, and so、um, during this time, we're going to talk about. Ministry. We're gonna talk about purpose, and I wanted to do this, you know, on on the、um, podcast because I want you to listen, but I I don't want to take over all your senses, you know. I don't wanna um I didn't want to record this live with a video. I I wanted to do it、uh, with a、um, audio so that you are in tune with the Lord.、Um, You have a book in front of you. You have your Bible in front of you. You have a paper and a pen, or a book and a pen, to write down. As you listen to this, I believe that the Lord is going to speak to you, and basically reveal certain things about you to you, and reveal certain things that He's saying for you to do at this hour, because the Bible says that we don't live by bread alone, right? But by Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, and we know that His word is always continuously spoken. Okay, and so I know that this is a rhema word for you today because God gave me this word 
Um, last Saturday, I woke up and during my quiet time with the Lord, He literally spoke this word through me, and I wrote it down. And so, today in the morning, I was listening to this specific song on um, Pandora, and I was listening to the um, Jesus Culture. I was listening to basically like, um, you know, Hill Song and all those different type of songs, and. It turned on to this song called Freedom by Jesus Culture. And I looked at it, you know, I was just getting, you know, getting my day going. And then the Lord told me, look at the, look at, look at the, the screen. And I looked at it and it had matches, a matchbox with some matches, you know, in it and some matches outside of it. And the, 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 the topic that the Lord gave me was that uh, last week when he gave me this word that I'm going to be talking to you all today. When he gave it to me, he um, showed me matches. He showed me a matchbox and some matchsticks. So, and he referenced matches. Like I, He used matches as symbolism when he was talking to me last week, Saturday, about this specific word. And so today is Saturday, and in the morning, you know, God led me, well, led this song, Freedom, by uh, Jesus Culture. The um, the cover of that that song, the picture on there is matches with some matchsticks inside and out, and the match box is open. And so I was really like, you know, laughing inside, like, Lord, you are so funny. Okay, I got you. I'm going to teach this word i'm going to uh preach it so that your children can hear what you are saying and what you showed me last week so i hope that you're ready to hear this rhema word that the lord reminded me to share with you all um and so i hope that you will be blessed okay so let's tune in um to the specific song that the lord led me to um to remind me to share this sermon with you all it's called freedom by Jesus culture.
Uh, I hope it blessed you. Freedom by Jesus Culture um, featuring Kim Walker Smith. And that's on their um, album called Living with a Fire. And that's what you see the matches on there. So I'm just really stoked to become and um, talk to you about this Raymond word that the Lord gave me. Um, so let's go into prayer. Father, we just thank you and we bless your holy name. We love you, Father, and we thank you for uh, this Raymond word. We thank you for this on time word, this word that is going to edify your people, this word that you've given me to redirect your people and even calibrate those that need to be calibrated to be in alignment with what you're calling them to do. Thank you for the times that you've allowed us to be in community community with you and with other uh, believers as well, Father, that they were able to um, listen and sit at the feet of you, um, you speaking through um, Prophetess Christine Lyles, um, speaking through Antoinette Staples, speaking through my friend Jennifer. Thank you for all that wisdom that you poured on us uh, during this October month. So I just pray that, Lord, as we dine with you and eat this spiritual bread that you have for us, um, that we will gain revelation, we will gain understanding, we will gain clarity, we will gain contentment, and also we will gain um, purpose. We will gain purpose from you, Father. And so I pray that, Lord, you decrease me. And you increase yourself. I pray against any distractions of the enemy. I pray that, Lord, let their, um, their soil be fermented with your fire and with your consuming, um, consuming water. Let, let their, their soil be nourished with your water, God, your living water, to help them to plant the seed that you're planting in them today to be um, harvested for the upcoming season that you have them on. And so I thank you and I dedicate this time to you, Lord, that you speak through my sisters and my brothers that are listening. I pray that, Lord, you uh, burn their ears with your fire, that they will hear you. Um, send your, your, your wind of um, clarity to them. I pray that, Lord, you give them visions during this time. And you pour down, open the book, the seal that has your purpose outlined in there. Just as you said in Habakkuk 2.2 2, that we are to write the vision down, make it plain so that whoever read it will run with it. So I pray that, Lord, as they listen to what you have to say, that they will write it down. They will write down what you are saying on top of what you told me to speak to them and the revelation that you're giving them and the ideas uh, that you're planting in them that they will write it down, and um, Holy Spirit, help them be the teacher today. I bless your holy name, God, and it's in the name of Jesus I do pray. Amen. Alright, so before I go into the teaching, I just want you to listen to this one song. It's called Fresh Outpouring by Jesus Culture. Um, I think that this is a a great song to just open your senses to the Lord too um, and just have a, a quiet moment with the Lord before we go into it. All right, so tune in to the song Fresh Outpouring by Jesus Culture.
Alright, so I hope that you had that quiet moment and you had that song in your heart that the Lord led you to sing. I love that song as well. The Freedom Song, I believe that was the first time I heard it this morning. Um, I just love how God speaks, you know. He speaks through so many things. We can never really limit Him. We can never limit Him. He is omnipotent. He is omnipresent. He speaks through so many things. So as you're open, you know, and you're in tune and connected to him in relationship, he will speak. He even spoke through a donkey to the prophet. So there is nothing that the Lord will not use to speak to you and get your attention. All right, let's look at this. I am purposed um, this matchstick sermon that the Lord has for me to speak to you all. So first, before we go, I just want you to know that, you know, I believe that there are many people that are, you know, at this time looking for jobs, looking for a new season. They're probably looking for a move, looking to see where God wants them. Um, And even looking for, you know, what is the next step? What is the next, basically? Uh, What is next? I believe that some of you haven't even asked God, what is next for me? You know, yes, there's a lot of things that are happening in the world right now. But what is next? What is the next thing that you have for me, from, you know, my family? What is the next thing, you know? Um, and even some of you feel like you're stuck, you know. And the Lord wants me to remind you that you're not stuck. He He led me to Jeremiah, Jeremiah um, 1, okay? Jeremiah 1. It says that, um, let's look at Jeremiah 1. Jeremiah 1, 4. It says, then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. So what God is saying to many of you is that before he formed you, he knew this season was going to happen. He knew COVID-19 was going to happen. He knew you were going to lose your job. He knew this person in your family was going to die. He knew you know, you're going to worry. He knew everything before he form, formed you, okay, in the womb, before he created you, before he even thought of you. He already knew the beginning from the end. So nothing is surprising to the Lord. Just so you know, nothing is surprising to the Lord. I think that, you know, um, God let Jeremiah know that, hey, I know you, okay, I created you. I know exactly what I'm dealing with. I know exactly what you're going to be going through. Or I know exactly, you know, how you're going to respond to me concerning what I've allowed into your life. But know that God is not surprised. He's not taken aback. He's not, you know, um, overwhelmed by your reactions or even surprised. I believe that some of some of you have, you know, really been a little bit angry toward the Lord, a little, a little um, sad, a little disappointed. A lot of emotions have happened, you know, um, and God is saying he's not surprised. He, 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 he knew you were going to act that way. He knew you were going to be mad. He knew, he knew you were going to be sad. He knew how you were going to react in your heart before he even, you know, formed you. He knew this day, this October was going to come. This October 2020 was going to come for a day that, you know, October 31st, 2020 was going to come for a day that you were going to have all these emotional things happening, okay? 
He knew that before he formed you. Still, he formed you. Still, he formed you. Still, he formed you because you are important. You are an important puzzle piece to his creation. Okay? He didn't say, oh, you're going to screw up on this day, on that month, and that year. So, no, he's not going to make you. No, he created you. Okay? So, I just want you to realize that God knows exactly what it is that you're feeling, what it is that you're going through. Even if you don't open your mouth and and tell him, he knows. He sees all. He knows. So, you can go to him as a daughter. You can go to him as a son and let him know how you feel. Because you already know that before you even come to him. So be honest with the Lord. Be honest with him. He is very uh, aware and he is very um, ready to communicate with you. You know, prayer is a dialogue. It's not a monologue. We don't talk to the Lord and just get up and leave. If that was the case, I never would have had the sermon that the Lord gave me. I never would have been able to even look at the song, right? this morning so when you talk to the lord and you let him know how you feel pause and have that sailor moment and let him talk back to you okay and you'll be surprised the things that he would he would say to you to comfort your heart to reassure you and to even ignite your faith to know that it's all under control okay so that's some edification that the lord wants me to share with you all And I hope that that really encouraged you that he's on your side and he's with you no matter what. He's there always. He's never going to leave you nor forsake you, right? Psalms 27, he's there. Even if everybody leaves, he's still there. You can never push him away. He's never leaving. He's with you through the journey, through it all. The up and down, the middle and the end, the beginning and the uncertainty, he is there. All right? So put a smile on your face, cheer up, and know that God is there, right there with you. Right there. All right. So um, the sermon that God wants me to share with you all, um, there are different points that I'm going to talk about as well. He gave me six different people that he wants to talk to, okay? So, um, I want you to picture a box of matches, okay? And we've all seen a box of matches. You know, when you go to dollar store, you see them. Um, when you are, you know, at a campfire, and if you've ever been to, you know, a, a campfire where everybody is, you know, around the, the wood and the camp, um, and you guys are just sitting there and you light up the fire and you probably have like some s'mores and some chocolate and some, you know, crackers and you just make a, um, you know, a marshmallow, um, s'more biscuit, you know, we've all been to a campfire. We've all seen a matches, you know, most people use matches to light up candles. Um, some people smoke with it, which is not something I would celebrate. Um, but you know, matches is something that is was used way before lighters came, right? Lighters, the ones that it has the 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 uh, the fluid in there. Before that was matches. And um, what God is letting me share with you all is that, you know, He is the 
creator in Genesis. He, cre- he created you and I. And he gave each and every one individually an assignment. And he's saying that you are the matchsticks. So we all came out of God. We are all made in God's image, right? He created you and I from the dust of the earth. And then he breathed his breath in us. Okay. And he said, go and be the light of the world. Do not hide yourself. Nobody lights up a, a, um, a lamp and hide it, right? You want to show it off. And so what God showed me, sim- sim- symbolism-wise, is that you are the matchsticks, okay? And he is the box. We came out of him, okay? And the light is his breath that light us up. I really believe that, you know, in the divine, in the supernatural, when God breathed in in us, I believe that with our our supernatural, our divine eyes, we are able to see a light illuminate inside of us. I think that when God breathed into us, there was this light bulb switch that came on internally. And to to be able to be light up, we had to encounter the Lord. He had to breathe into us. He had to encounter us. Because you can be, you know, made out of soil, but you are lifeless without an encounter with the Creator for Him to breathe His light into you. So that you are able to be light up. And many of us, we have lost that encounter. We don't have that day-to-day encounter with the Lord, that relationship. And so our light is being dimmed day in and day out. We are losing our light. Our stick is being burnt out. Because we are not going back to the creator, to the matchbox, to gain more of what we need to be able to be kept in that light that the Lord has called you and I to be in. So it's very difficult to walk in your purpose when you don't carry the light of the Lord. It's very difficult to continue in in your purpose when you're burnt out, when your light is not on. It's very difficult. Hence, that's why Jesus told the disciples, that they should wait in the upper room because you're going to get a more more abundance of light poured upon them so that they can do far more than Jesus himself even did. Because, you know, Jesus said, when I leave, you are going to do far more than me, than I have done, right? And so they waited for the extra light. I believe that the Holy Spirit is an extra light for us, you know, to help us, to equip us, to train us, to teach us, to guide us, to comfort us, to help us to be all that God has called us to be. And so they had to wait for the, the extra light of the Holy Spirit to fall upon them and indwell in them for them to be able to go forth and heal and, and perform miracles and even their shadow was able to heal people. And so if you don't have that consistent encounter, 
with the Lord, with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus, your light starts to burn out. And God is have me here to let you know it's time to go back to the matchbox to illuminate your light again so that you can walk completely in your purpose and even start to birth out what he's called you to birth out. Amen. So the box is God. The light is your calling to light up other people's calling and purpose God has for you. And what God showed me is that he showed me, yes, him being the box. And within the box are individual matchsticks. And that's you and me. For the matchstick to be lit, you have to take it out of the box. And you have to put a little bit of pressure to the box with the tip of the match to spark it. And that spark is what light up that matchstick. And what God is saying is that sometimes he will prepare you. But to be able to be lit up, you have to go through some pressure. He, he will put you through some pressure. How many of us have had life issues birth out purpose? I know I have. There are a lot of things that I've been through that has actually birthed out purpose. For example, the, um, the experience that I had as a little girl birthed out my purpose to be able to host conferences to, to heal people. You know, when I was a little girl and I, I went through all the, 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 the abuse and all the things that I, I experienced helped me to be able to be who I am today. And even my, at my young adult age, when I went through times where I struggled financially, you know, or I had issues with um, even identity, that experience, that pressure that I had, that the Lord allowed me to go through, helped me to write a book, helped me to even start writing a book, helped me to know how to help other, other women that have gone through or will go through those things. And I know there are a lot of people out there, and even you yourself, who you went through something very horrible that was very, that literally you went through a pressure moment, you know, a, a time where you, it's like you went through the fire. It's like you were Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the furnace of the fire, you went through it, you probably lost your house, you probably lost your mind, you probably lost jobs, you know, I've lost jobs, you've, you've lost a lot of things, and for some reason, that pressure that you went through, it got you closer to the Lord, right, and it sparked you to begin a business, it sparked you to begin a ministry, it sparked you to begin writing a book, it sparked you to do something, to create a product, it sparked you. And so what God is saying is that, you know, just as, as Job, right, we look in the book of Job, Job went through some pressure, the Lord allowed that pressure on Job. We are now here. We can read about what Job went through and use that as an encouragement for us 
when we are going through our own things. So if Job did not experience that, we will not be able to read about Job. We will not be able to see the end from the beginning of what Job experienced. That pressure that Job went through of losing everything, his crops, his, his, his children, everything. Even he got, you know, he had um, bumps and, and things on his skin. His health was, was, you know, attacked as well. But we see that Job was still close to the Lord. There are times where he said, you know, I cursed the day I was born, you know. He had some moments, and we all do. We are human. God knows that, right? But the thing is that that pressure made Job who he is. It made him realize that God is a God that will always stick with you. And he will give you double for your trouble, right? And so whatever pressure that you've been through, I want you to write it down. The things that you endured from a little child to your mid-age to your, um, you know, even now, the things that you've been, th- you've been through. I know that a lot of us have lost jobs. I have, you know. Many of us have wondered where is our finances going to come from. But the Lord is saying that he's Jehovah Jireh. He's the provider. But I want you to write down the pressure that you've been through. That sometimes those pressures can actually push people closer to the Lord. I believe that there are people who are like, you know, the matchstick. They, 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 they get out of the box. Then they forget about the Lord. They don't, they're not lit up to go and, you know, walk in your purpose. They're just a matchstick. Until they go through a pressure... They don't really draw near to the Lord. I know many times where, you know, in in the past, when I went through something crazy, I prayed hard, right? It's like, picture somebody who wake up in the morning, doesn't say anything anything to the Lord, doesn't pray, doesn't worship. But the moment that they get in traffic, they're praying to the Lord, oh God, please help me get to work quickly. You know, it's like when we are under pressure is when we remember the Lord sometimes. Many of us, right? And so the Lord is saying that sometimes the pressure that he allows you to go through is what will spark you. Many of us, God has to make us uncomfortable in our season before we move to where he's telling us to move. You know, some people need uncomfortability to be able to shift. But God is saying that He wants you to make up your mind every day to seek him, to get close to the box, to get close to him, for him to keep lighting you up. Like I said, you take the match, the matchstick, and you apply a little bit of pressure, and that spark happens. To come before the Lord is very easy. It's very easy. You can just come before the Lord anywhere you are. Any, anywhere you are, you don't have to be at a specific point or facing a specific, a specific, you know, area or circumference or whatever. You can stand, sit, lay, walk, what, however. It's about your heart, right? Because the Bible says in John four, it says that what God is spirit, 
And those that come to him must come in spirit and in truth, right? And so, when you come to the Lord, there's an encounter that happens. I don't know if you've ever, like, worshipped God to a point where you fall out. Meaning that the wind of God, or the, 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 the presence of the Lord, just causes you to fall down and overtake you. If you've never experienced that, it's such a profound time, a profound encounter. I remember it, it's happened to me many times before where I'm worshiping and the atmosphere is so heavy with the presence of the Lord and he literally knocked me down. And I don't hurt myself. I just, you know, fall down and the presence of the Lord is upon me. And it's such an, a, an amazing experience. Most of the time, you don't really remember exactly what's happening because sometimes he he's either healing you or pruning you or refining you or doing something internally in you but it's it's an amazing experience when you encounter the lord and i believe that that is the pressure divine pressure sometimes that the lord uses not just the you know the the things that we go through but also that Holy Spirit divine encounter where you you go before the Lord and you seek the Lord, you know, just as um, Isaiah, prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah 6, I believe, he says that, you know, he saw the Lord high and lifted up, right? And his train filled the room. And then he realized, oh, no, he is a man of unclean lips. And so are the people that he dwell with. But then he said that he saw an angel come and touch his lips with a coal of fire. And that was what the angel used to basically let him know that his sins are cleansed. Let's look at that. Isaiah, right? His his sins are cleansed. And that is... A divine pressure, I believe, that Isaiah experienced that let him know that he was really lit up. Because in Isaiah 6, it said that, you know, the Lord, uh, um, the, the angel asked, the Lord asked, who will go for us? Let's look at it. Isaiah 6, it says, in the... In the year that King Hosea died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim, which is an angel. Each one had six wings. Two, with two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out. And the house was filled with smoke. So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. 
and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. 7. And he touched my mouth with it, and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away, and your sin purged. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and whom will go for us? Then I said, Here am I, send me. So, we see that he had an encounter, a pressure, a time of pressure that was divine, that was full of the Spirit of the Lord, that really ignited him. Because Isaiah 6, is the title of it is, Isaiah called to be a prophet. When I started, I said, many are called, but a few are chosen. He was called. To be a prophet. And that was his encounter. When he, when the Lord said. Whom shall I send? And he said. Here am I. Send me. God is saying. When you get close to him. And you allow him to have that spark. With you. That encounter. For him to spark you up. He can send you. He can send you. But are you open for him to send you? You are created in his image, but you need to be light up. You need to have that encounter with him for him to spark you up. And some of you, the pressure that you need to be able to be that stick being used to um, basically encounter the matchbox with that small pressure applied to it to spark it is your relationship with the Lord is your worship time with the Lord is your seeking the face of the Lord is your Psalms 91 dwelling at the secret place of the most high time because during that time he baptized you with the consuming fire of the Lord he baptized you with favor, he baptized you with glory, with his glory. A lot of apostles, p- prophets, evangelists, teachers, pastors that you see have had that pressure moment where they came out of the box, who is God, and they were encountered, they had that small pressure applied to the box, to the matchbox, and their light was sparked up. And so now they can go out and lay hands. They can go out and preach a prophetic word. They can go out and pray. They can go out and feel the fire of God upon them to release it. And so what God is saying is that many of you are matches out of the box, but you're not light up. And he wants to light you up. To know what to light up, you have to know his voice. My sheep knows my voice. Psalms 23, 1. 
My sheep knows my voice. The Lord is my shepherd. Right? My sheep knows my voice. The more you spend time with the Lord, the more his voice becomes familiar. I mean, think about it. Your friend or your family or your father or your mom or your sister, your husband. And if you're a man that is listening, your wife. You hear their voice. When they pick up the phone and say hello, they don't have to introduce themselves because you talk to them every day. So therefore, you know it's them. Do you know the voice of the Lord like that? Do you know when God speaks to you? Do you know it's him? For example, this morning when God told me, look at the, the song, look at the cover of the song. I knew that was the Lord that was telling me to do that. And so I did. And basically, he was letting me know, I want you to preach the matchstick sermon today that I gave you last week on this exact day last week. So are you missing the communication that the Lord wants to give you? Is your focus on him in this hour, in this season, in this 2020? Or is your focus on the wrong thing? Or maybe your focus might be on the good thing, but not the God thing or the divine thing. Don't let the enemy pull you out of the matchstick or out of the matchbox and throw you somewhere else and your focus is on the wrong place. Get back to the matchbox. Find your way back to the matchbox and let the Lord light you up by that divine encounter just as Isaiah had that encounter just as Abraham had that encounter just as Moses had that encounter even just as Jacob had when he slept on the stone and he saw stairs and he saw angels coming up and down the stairs he had an encounter with the Lord the burning bush that was not consumed You know, our forefathers had encounters with the Lord. Even Hagar had an encounter with the Lord when she left Abraham and Sarah's house. She was trying to run away. And in the woods, God spoke to her and said, return back to Sarah and Abraham. And she said, you are the God that sees me. God spoke to her. Some of you, God might not speak to you directly. You might not hear his voice or even internally. But he might be speaking through somebody or even through the sermon. Or even through your own pastor to you. But are you listening? Are you hearing his voice? Because it says, my sheep knows my voice. A stranger they do not listen to. Are you writing down the things that the Lord is telling you to write down? Because... The more you write it down, the more it starts to make sense. And it becomes a whole puzzle. God gives us puzzle pieces. You know, with my ministry, he didn't give me the name of the ministry. When I started walking in my purpose, 
I didn't even know I'm going to, I was even going to, you know, have a podcast. I didn't even know I was even going to have a women's ministry called Sisters of Ruth Ministry. All I knew was that he wanted me to do a conference. And I started from there. He wanted me to have a business, a paint, paint, a paint night business where we talk about Jesus. He wanted me to do that. And I did it. But when I look at it, and I look at all the things that he's given me to do, it makes sense why he gave me that before he gave me that. Or why he's giving me something else to do as well. Because it all fit together. So I want you to write down, what has God been telling you to do? What are the ideas, the ministry, the business, the channels, the YouTube programs, the YouTube channel, the you know, podcast, the, the books, the journal, the blog, the business, the nonprofit organization, the school that he wants you to attend, the, the business he wants you to start. What is it that the Lord has been telling you? I want you to write it down. You've heard his voice. He's, he's said it multiple times to you. Write it down. And the more you keep writing it down, when you look back at it, it will be like a puzzle piece that just come together. And the picture will be so beautiful. So I want you to know that once you are sparked up by the Lord, once you are light up, then what do we use a light up matchstick to do? To light up other things. Before you can release what's in you, you have to have it in you. The apostles, the, the, the uh, disciples could not go and lay hands and pray and preach and do all the things that Jesus did and even far more until they had the Holy Spirit in them. You cannot really release something to somebody if you don't have it in you. You cannot take a matchstick out of a matchbox and try to light up a candle. It will not work because there's no light. But the moment you spark it, then the light comes. And now you can light up as many candles as you need to. Or even a, you know, a fire for a stove to cook something. And what God showed me is that when you allow him to spark you up, you become a weapon against the enemy. You become a weapon because you are able to light up all the things that he's calling you to light up. Because the disciples allowed God to light him up to another level in spirit, in the spirit of the Lord. They were able to then go out and drive out demons out of people. They were able to go out and pray and lay hands and heal and do miracles, signs and wonders. Which is why Jesus told them, wait, don't go until the Holy Spirit has come. Which is why um, I think Simeon or Simon, the sorcerer in the book of Acts, tried to basically copy what they were doing, but it was not working. 
because he didn't even know who the God that they serve is. So yes, you're called to be a prophet, an apostle, a teacher, a pastor, an evangelist. But it's hard to completely do that if you're not close, if you're not close to the matchbox, if you're not close to the Lord, for Him to keep lighting you up. Because once you get light up by the Lord, and you keep allowing Him to light you up. You can light up as many candles as you need to. And the candles that God showed me, what it means is that is the different programs that he's given you, the different assignment that he's given you, the, the divine assignment. Even the people that he, the mentors and the mentees that he's bringing to you for you to light them up, to activate them. It's like, it's like, it's like an activation happening because you have been activated by the Lord. You can then go out and activate other people. How amazing is that? But if you light up, if you allow the Lord to light you up and you don't use the light that he's given you to light up what he's telling you to light up or to do what he's telling you to do, then you're wasting the light. Are you wasting your light? Are you sitting on your light? Or are you going out there and being the light? Are you going out there and letting your light shine before men so that they will give glory to the Lord when they see your good work? It says in Matthew 5, 16, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I think that when the, you know, the people that were sick and needed a miracle, when they saw the disciples come and heal and deliver and all that, I think they gave glory to the Lord. It says that many were saved. Many came to know God. When you look in the book of Acts, many came to know God. Many were saved. Because of that one act of obedience to not just keep the light to themselves, but really go out and walk in their purpose. It says Matthew 5.15, it says, I think uh, Matthew 5.15, okay, Matthew 5.14, it says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Let's look at 15, it says, Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. Are you giving light to everyone in the house, in your community? What is the house? Your community? The world that you live in? Because it says that in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Colossians 3.23 says that we are to do everything as unto the Lord. Right? And so when you do it as unto the Lord, people see it. And they glorify the Lord. 
when we do things as unto the Lord, we do it with honor. Because we're doing it for the Lord. Even if we don't like the person or we don't want to go there, we do it as unto the Lord. Honestly, this week, yesterday, I was not feeling good at all. And I was like, I don't know if I want to, you know, teach this word. I don't, I don't really want to get on camera. I don't really want to do this. I just want to lay in bed. And the Lord literally spoke to me this morning. He was like, are you, are you going to just get light up and just keep your light hidden? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. How am I going to preach or teach a word about letting your light shine and then I don't let my light shine because I don't feel well. Or because I'm having a, you know, not a good day. That's a big no-no. Because, yeah, I rested yesterday. But do I need to rest today? No, I don't. I can record this. I can still work and do what God has called me to do. Do I feel better? Today, yes, the Lord healed me yesterday so that I feel good today to be able to do this. This morning, I felt really good because the Lord is like saying, I have lit you up. Go and do what I've called you to do and light other people up. Even if this word is going to just encourage somebody, I have done my duty. So is your candles unlit Is your assignment sitting there waiting for you to light them up? There there might be a lot of candles around you that needs to be lit. Right now what I see is you and a lot of candles that basically symbolizes your, your, um, your purpose. One candle might symbolize a book that you need to write. One candle might symbolize a ministry or a business or a product. One candle might symbolize a mentee that God has sent into your life to pour into them to help them be who he's called them to be. Your candles are endless, but you need to start using the light that God has sparked in you. Or you need to get close to the Lord so that he can spark you so that you can light up all the assignment, all the candles that he has around you. So, God sparked your light because you went to encounter him to be sparked. You got to desire that time of encounter with the Lord. God is a gentleman. He doesn't force himself to us. He never does. He comes in when we allow him to. Right? He never forces himself. Are you thirsty for the Lord? Are you thirsty for encountering him on another level? When you walk with the Lord, there are certain times where you feel like there's another shift or another glory that you need to step into. It's like the same songs that you listen to doesn't do it anymore. Or even the same way that you pray doesn't do it anymore. It's like, or even even the tongues that you speak changes because you are on another level you know with the lord 
And the more levels you go with the Lord, the more assignments he gives you. And what God is saying is that don't hold the sparked match in your hand too long because it, it, it could burn your hand or burn out. When you light up a matchstick and you hold it in your hand and you don't use it to light up a candle or light up a fire, it will burn. And then you either burn your hand or it will just burn out and just turn black and then the fire will go away. And what God is telling me is that some of you you are at that point where you have encountered him so much and you're so sparked up and your light is bright but you're not pouring out. Don't delay in lighting up what God has given you to light up. Do it and watch the aroma of the calling of what God has called you to do fill the room to help others. Because when God sparked you up, when you when you spark up that matchstick and you have that matchstick lit up, and to me that light is the consuming fire of the Holy Spirit, of God, of His presence. When you light up a candle with that lit matchstick and you allow the candle to burn, you smell the aroma of the candle. And everybody that passes by that room can smell the candle. And what does that mean? That when you walk in your purpose, when you allow God to spark you up and you walk in your purpose and you light up that assignment that he's called you to light up, the cloud of witnesses around will be able to see the evidence of what God has called you to be. That aroma is the cloud of witnesses that aroma is is the profit of what is being birthed out of you walking your calling. If you're called to go and and um and preach, people are gonna hear your sermons. If you're called to go and help women heal, people are gonna see the evidence of that. And you're gonna tell this woman and that woman, oh my goodness, you have to go to this conference or you have to go to this or that. If you're called to bring out a product and people use it, the product will speak for itself because the aroma of the product will go to the nations. The people will talk about it. Nobody can hide a candle, the smell of a candle, because it takes up the room. And many of you, your candles smell so great, but you cannot smell it because you've not lit it up. Many of you, your calling is so grand and so beautiful and it's has a beautiful aroma. God want to spread it into your community. He want to spread it into the nations. But you first have to light it up. If it's not lit up, it cannot have a scent that can travel to the nations or travel to the community and reach more people. That is when you are allowing your light to shine before men, right? That is when you are putting your light on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house, right? As it says in Matthew 5, 15. 
And so, what are you doing now that can help you spark your light? That can help you light up the candles, the different assignments that God has given you to walk in who he's calling you to walk in. So that your candles have an aroma that can reach many people. Alright, so let's take a moment of break right now before um, I go into the different people that Lord is um, telling me to tell you what to do to help you get sparked and also help you walk in your purpose. Um, I want you to listen to this song called Refiner by Margaret City Music. Um, After that, I'm going to give you the six people and the solutions that the Lord want to give you and how to um, change what it is that you need to change to be able to walk in your purpose. This is going to be a prophetic moment because this is something that the Lord revealed to me um, and gave me solutions to give you to help you. So let's listen to this song called Refiner. And I hope that you will open your heart um, to hear what the Lord is saying through this song to you. Uh, So just take a pause and open your heart to the Lord with this song. Encounter Him at this time.
through the ages God of Abraham You're the God of covenant And faithful promises Time and time again You have proven You do just what you say Though the storms may come and the winds may blow, I'll remain steadfast. And let my heart learn when you speak a word, it will come to pass. Great is your faithfulness to me. Great is your faithfulness.
Finest song really um, got you to that point with the Lord of surrender and even more of a here am I, send me God moment, just as Isaiah had. Um, so, this is the six people that the Lord brought to mind, and He gave me solutions to give you in how to um, basically be that matchstick that He is calling you to be. Basically, Matthew 5. 14 to um, 16. So the six people, the first person is you are the one that basically with the match, you have the match in your hand and don't know how to spark the stick. So basically, you know that you are made in the image of the Lord, but you don't know how to encounter the Lord. You don't know how to be light up. The match is there, but it's away from the matchbox. And if you've been listening, the matchbox symbolizes God. So what the solution of the Lord um, let me know is that you got to encounter him. 
to be sparked through relationship god is not a god of religion you don't have to do it's not by works but it's by relationship you don't have to work to earn his love he loves you already but if you love something excuse me if you love something you're going to spend time with it right so god is saying if you love him you'll want to spend time with him so the relationship is to have with him you know if a box if a matchbox is there and a matchstick is there if the matchstick is not being lit up it goes in the matchbox so if you are not being lit up where do you need to be under the shelter of the lord and eventually he will light you up relationship with the lord you came out of the lord you came out of the lord the idea that you have to start whatever it is that the lord is telling you to do came out of the lord it is his idea impregnated impregnated in you so the best person to help you get light up is the lord the disciples waited for the holy spirit some of you might have to just wait before the lord have worship on and just wait or have instrumental prophetic song on and just wait or just read your verse read your bible and just wait for him to speak to you he does speak but you got to wait for him so that's what god is saying if you are somebody that you are you know a match stick but you're not sparked you not light up to get light up have an encounter with the lord play worship you can lay down you can stand up you can walk around but seek him in the morning early in the morning when you wake up the first thing is to seek the lord matthew 6 i think matthew 6:33 it says seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all things will be added unto you um the second person the second people is you are the person with the matchstick in your hand but you're scared to be burned when the stick is sparked or tried sparking it but wasn't successful so basically you're you're scared of encountering the lord you have heard some myths and some things said about you know encountering the lord that you know you 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 fall or you have you feel fire on you and all that um that has made you a little scared of going before him you feel like his voice might scare you or something like that like you've heard a lot of crazy things that people have said and it has tainted how you see the lord you know and you've tried to you know get the consuming fire of the holy spirit in you you've tried to do it yourself but you were not successful because only the lord can do that god is not scary 
he's not scary at all. He's so, to me, I feel like he's this, like, big teddy bear. Like, he is not scary. I've heard his voice a couple times. And, like, his voice, like how I'm talking to you right now, I've heard him speak to me. And it's not, it's so gentle. It's not mean. It's not scary. It's none of that. He doesn't talk in a deep voice like, you know, no. He he talks normal. So when you go before the Lord, don't be scared. You are in front of your father. You're in front of somebody that cares about you. So the solution that God wants you to know that he told me to tell you is remove fear from your view and walk by faith and trust with patience remove fear from your view don't fear you know the bible says in proverbs that you know the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom it doesn't mean that you are scared of him it means that you reverence in him it means that you honor him you glorify him you know it means that you respect him you don't fear him. You're not scared of him. You just respect him. Because you respect the Lord, you honor what he tells you to do. And that gives you wisdom. So remove the fear of, you know, what you've heard about the myths that people have said about, you know, what you've seen in crusades and in places where people fell out and all. Honestly, the people that fell out, you know, being touched by the Holy Spirit, they had a great time. A lot of people want to stay in the presence. When the Holy Spirit is in the room, we want to stay there. Nobody want to run away from the Holy Spirit because it's such a profound and a glory and a divine encounter that it's just amazing. I know people who don't like the prophetic or, you know, the laying of hands and causing people to fall down. They're very skeptical about that, you know. But if you know that, you know, if you have if if you are um fearful of that, then it then ask the Lord to heal your perspective, to heal your heart. Because if the person is from the Lord, they're not gonna hurt you. You know they're not going to make you feel scared. And when God talks to you, he doesn't talk to you to make you scared. He doesn't talk to you to, you know, frighten you. He talks to you in love and kindness and care. So I want you to look back on my podcast and listen to um, the difference between the voice of the Lord and the voice of the enemy. And listen to that podcast. It will really bless you. But remove fear from your sight. The Bible says that, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and a sound mind. So claim that power of the Lord. Claim that sound mind of the Lord, which is the peace of the Lord. And claim the love of God. You know, it, it says in the Bible that, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, his only son, whosoever believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. So he loves you. He gave you the one thing that was dear to his heart, which is his son, Jesus Christ. So that really solidified that he loves you. 
So do not fear. Walk by faith. The third person is that you are um sparked. You are sparked up. You have an you've had that encounter with the Lord. You you are okay going before the Lord. You know you've had that moment of that you know Holy Spirit indwelling. You have time where God has knocked you down while you were worshiping because the Holy Spirit was so heavy in the room. You've had those encounters. You've even had visions and and you know you've walked in your um you you realized you know that you are a prophet or you're an apostle or you're a teacher or you're a pastor or you're evangelist or you're you know a preacher but the thing is that yes your you your matchstick is 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 um matched up it's it's lit up but you're holding it in your hand and watching it burn right in front of the candle that you're supposed to light up and that goes for the people that that are so sometimes it comes with, with being religious too religious you know when you have the, you know there's, there's there's a type of thing that's called the religious spirit okay where you just want to be before the lord all the time and you don't want to go out there and teach and preach and and prophesy and 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 lay hands and be who god has called you to be because you feel like you just want to be before the lord all the time and God is saying, no, you already light up. I have, I, he has filled you up. This is the time to go and do what he's called you to do. I mean, imagine, really imagine the, the disciples being filled with the Holy Spirit and still staying in the upper room for many years and not going out there and healing and, you know, driving out demons and laying hands and preaching and teaching. What what would be the point of being filled with the Holy Spirit? It would be useless, right? I mean, yes, they will use it to edify themselves and help each other. But what about the masses of people out there that need to be witnessed to? So God is saying, stop being distracted. Stop being fearful of stepping out there. And healing people, praying for people, releasing what he's called you to release, sing the songs, preach, write the book, start the ministry, start the business, start the company, start the family. Do it. Complete it. Light it up. Light up light up those different candles. The different assignments. Those candles represent assignments. Start that mentorship program. Mentor that person. Be the men- mentor. You have a lot of mentees. Don't be distracted. Don't be fearful. And don't be lazy. You are light up. Stop looking at your fire and start to put your fire to work. Go out there and be who God has called you to be. The fourth person is. You're sparked up. Yes, you've had that. You've come out of the box, of the matchbox. You've, you've had that. You know, encounter with the Lord. You've been lit up. You've light up the candle, but after a few seconds, you blew out the candle. Because you felt like. The candle was not burning quicker. <laughs> so you blew out the candle. So now the matches is blown out. 
and the candle is blown out. But they weren't but you are impatient in waiting for the candle to burn, for the aroma to come up. You wanted instant results. There is nothing as instant results when it comes to the Lord. There is patience. So you had an encounter with the Lord. The Lord light you up. He put his fire in you. He equipped you. He refined you. He gave you your purpose. You started that ministry, that business. But you thought that within a few weeks, your business is going to blow up or your ministry is going to blow up or your product is going to blow up. And so when you, you did not see that, you just shut everything down. And the thing is, sometimes when you start a ministry or you start a business or you start a product or you start what God called you to start and do, sometimes a lot of people make it an idol. They put it before the Lord. You should never put your ministry before the Lord. You should never put your business before the Lord or your product or your book before the Lord. What am I saying? You should never put them in place of the Lord. Even though you have a church or you have a ministry or you have a book or you have a business or you have a product or you have a, you know, whatever it is that God has told you to do, don't neglect the Lord. Don't neglect going back to the, the matchbox, going back to the creator, going back to God to, to keep lighting you up. What God showed me is that many of you, you encountered him. You got lit, you got lit up and he, he showed you your purpose. And now your purpose has become your God. And when you saw that your purpose has not grown into what other people has, you know, grown what their purpose was. Or maybe you saw that your purpose, you know, what God told you to do has not blown up like, you know, Joyce Myers or, you know, um, Heather Lindsay or uh, Rick Warren or, you know, whoever out there. You basically started to compare yourself to other people's light. That is a big, big error. And because you compared yourself, you felt like you were not progressing. And so what you did was you, 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 you basically blew out the candle, meaning that you shut down your company, you shut down your business you know, prematurely because you were not seeing the result that you wanted to see. But God was seeing the result that he already orchestrated for you to see. But because your eye was on a different platform, you were not seeing what he wanted you to see. And you were not spending time with him on a regular because you were making your, your assignment your idol. And so you were not able to hear him to be able to get instructions on how to continue to do what he's calling you to do. And so you killed the assignment or you let people's opinions kill the assignment so what God is telling me to tell you is that forgive yourself forgive yourself if you need to ask God for forgiveness ask him for forgiveness don't kill your purpose before it is birthed out completely don't be in haste to see results explosive results because it takes time. Everything with God is a process. He has to birth things in you, remove things in you, train you, equip you. you if you want to be an overnight success, 
you can also be an overnight defeat. If you want to be a quick success, you can quickly also be burnt out or be, you know, removed from your position. Nobody in the kingdom of God got there quickly. Look at David. He was ordained by Samuel. He was anointed. Yet he go he went back to the field to tend to the sheep. It wasn't time for him to be completely a king yet. But he was still tending to sheep. He was still in training to be a king later on. Just because you are anointed doesn't mean that you should not continue to do what God is calling you to do. You're still going to tend to the things that God is telling you to tend to. So don't abort it. David David did not say, oh, I'm anointed to be a king. Where's my throne? If I don't have a throne, then I don't want to be a king. He didn't say that. He waited patiently for the Lord to give him an opportune time, an appointed time, a divine time. Then he became a king. He killed Goliath, right? He he did a lot of things. But before he can kill Goliath, he had to kill the lion that was trying to attack his sheep. And that same goes. Goliath was like a lion attacking the people. Because he had confidence in the Lord that allowed him to kill that lion, he had confidence in the Lord to see Goliath as a lion that he he can kill to protect the sheep, the people. Do you see what I'm saying? So don't abort it. What God is telling you to do is that don't kill your your purpose. Don't kill your assignment before it's it's time to birth it out or it's before you birth it out completely. Don't abort the the baby. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with yourself, with God, and with your calling. If you blew out the matches and the candle, there are more matches and more matchsticks or ideas and purpose in the box. Who is God, your source? So go back to God for what others, you know, purpose that he has for you what other purpose that he has for you he has for you or how to revive the purpose so what i said is that god is a matchbox you probably light up your match stick you know with the encounter of the lord and then you light up your candle and you realize that oh wait it's not it's not growing as or it's not burning fast enough i can't smell it i can't smell the aroma nobody can smell the aroma when they pass by Nobody can see what God is calling me to do. You know, I'm doing it. I'm writing the book. I'm going to the ministry. I'm writing the the papers. I'm I'm putting out the product. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Nobody's seen it. But God is saying, no, no, no. People do see it. You just don't see it how he sees it. He's birthing it out gradually. Eventually, if you're patient and you keep going back to the source, you're going to blow up. You, You will be able to light up your candle. And your candle which is lit, will start to have an aroma that will fill the whole community and the whole world. But you got to be patient. So if you've blown out your candle and you've not gone back to the Lord for him to keep lighting you up, what God is saying is that be patient with yourself, be patient with him, be patient with your assignment. Repent and go back to him. Come back to the source. When you look at a matchstick, there's so many sticks in there 
you can always pick one more stick and try to light it up. If you feel like you need to revive what God told you to do, you close up that business or you close up that shop or that book or that product, you can revive it. Go back to the Lord and he will give you wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says that ask for wisdom and God will give it to you. Whoever seeks wisdom, he will give it to you. He will give you the strategy. He will give you the assignment. He'll give you the plan and how to bring it up and how to do what he's called you to do. So I want you to look at Proverbs 4 too, okay? And meditate on that if you're that person. And, and, and forgive yourself. Don't hold yourself on a... Um, basically, don't beat yourself up. Don't do that. Because that's what the enemy will try to want you to do. Just forgive yourself. Ask for forgiveness from the Lord. You know, seek his face again. And just start all over. Or, you know, ask him to help you to revive what it is that you prematurely, you know, closed up. That he told you to do. You might have to dust off that book and start writing it or start reading it again. You know? Dust off your your Bible and start reading reading it again. The fifth person is that you you got you got you know an encounter with the Lord. God light you up, He sparked you up. The candle is light up, and you want to light up other candles, but don't have a matchstick anymore. So basically, you are the matchstick. You got in, you got encounter with the Lord with the matchbox. Basically, we're saying that the matchbox is symbolism of who God is. You got light up. Your matchstick was light up. You lit up the candle, the assignment that God gave you, and then you basically don't have the you know the matchstick anymore. Um, you kind of drew away from the Lord, and God is saying. Basically, you don't have any matchsticks left. God is saying he's a provider. He can do the impossible. He can provide more matchsticks. And you light up a candle. If you light up a candle, there's still light, right? You can use that light from the candle to light other candles, right? The assignment that he's giving you, you can use it to birth out other assignments, you can light up other candles with the initial candle that he gave you. My ministry, Canvas and Communion, started off, and that's what birthed out Redemption Conference. That's what birthed out all the other things that God has called me to do because of that initial candle, that initial assignment. Do I still spend time with the Lord? Yes, every day. So my, my, my matchstick is always lit Ministry, business, etc. comes from a spark that has a domino effect to light up others. Okay, so when you light up a candle, it's gonna light. It's gonna light up other things. For example, if you light up an assignment, maybe God, you know, you you got close to the Lord and God sparked you up. He put His light in you, on you, around you. And he said, go for it. Go start that cooking business. Cook food and, and give some to the poor. 
And now your family, other your other family members have start their own cooking business. Now it's a it's a family business. What do you think happened? Your light, your assignment, sparked your family, also their assignment, because your family saw your obedience. They also started to obey the Lord and also pitch in and help what God has given you, and even start your own business as well. So. Know that it's a domino effect. Your obedience reach other people to help them also obey the Lord and walk in your purpose. The last one is that you 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 get you got encounter with the Lord. You were the match that you know came out. You got encounter with the Lord. You got sparked. Your light your light was um you know put on. You you got lit up. But no one comes around, meaning that. You know, you being the matchstick, God being the box, the matchbox. You got sparked, your light was up, you had an encounter with the Lord, you you got your light up, you lit the candle, there's an aroma coming, but nobody came around. Nobody, it seems like the candle is burning, but only you are the one that's smelling it. Nobody, nobody is coming around to smell it. You don't basically have a cloud of witnesses. And what God is telling me is that you could be in the wrong location. You can be in the wrong the wrong location. For example, if you are somebody that God has told you to create, you know, a business like a product like coats, boots and, you know, winter stuff, right? You have this cute winter clothing for women. God has told you, he's giving you the designs and you're just creating it and it's beautiful. But you live in California. People in California don't wear, um, you know, coats and, you know, boots, winter boots. It's mostly summer over there, right? So you are in the wrong location for your stuff to be sold. You might have to come to New York or New Jersey or Maryland or, you know, Virginia, where the snow is, where people will actually buy your product so you got to remember that your population you could be doing the right thing you keep you know you you got sparked up you you have an encounter with the lord you are continuously seeking the lord you are lighting up your candle which is your assignment and you're putting it out you're doing it but nobody's buying it nobody's there to consume it nobody's smelling the aroma of what god is birthing out of you you might be in the wrong location you might have to relocate or, you know, or sell your product on a different, you know, store. You might have to open a store, a physical store in a, in a, in a location that people will buy it. Or you might have to go to a different platform. You might have to use Amazon to sell your product instead of Etsy, okay, or Walmart. So you, you got to ask the Lord for wisdom. It says in Colossians 3.23, in time, God will expand, but be faithful with the few to be trusted with the masses. Okay, you got to be faithful with the few before you get trusted with the masses. When you open a store, you know, when you get that revelation, aha, my products are for people in New York, in New Jersey, in California, in Virginia, in Maryland, that's where the snow is. So I'm going to take my boots and my 
um, rain, my, my, my coats and my winter coats and all of those winter stuff to that location. When you get there and you have your store, don't think it's going to be flooded because it will be flooded at a time. But people have to come in and come out and buy you know certain things and say, oh, you know what? I use that product. It's amazing. You should definitely go check it out you know, on Fifth Street. When you get there, you got to be trusted with the few. God sometimes look at you and see if if you are going to be patient and 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 um content with the few that he's given you. Yes, you he is giving you the vision. God always give us big visions of what it is that he's calling us to do. But we got to start small. Right? And when when you start small, he will bring the people. He will bring the customers. He will bring the you know, the the sponsors and the connections and the networking and all that. But you got to be content in every season of what he's calling you to do. Okay, so relocation, you might have to find where you need to relocate your product or your book or your ministry or your business or whatever it is that God is calling you. And, you know, um, you got to also ask the Lord concerning how to be faithful with what he's given you, you know, um, and content and still on fire for him. I will tell you this, Joyce Myers always said when she started her ministry, she had a a handful of people, women, that she preached to for, I think she said, what, for three years or four years or five years in her living room. Until God opened a door for her to start preaching on the radio and going to different conferences to preach. And even have her own church and all the places that she goes and ministers to people nationwide. She had to start from somewhere. She had to be faithful with the few that God gave her. For me personally, when I, I started Redemption Conference, when God gave it to me. Honestly, I, I, I did not sit there and plan this out. I was like, I, I, when God gave it to me, I was like, uh, I don't know. But I did it out of obedience. And I, I connected with God on a daily basis. And he gave me understanding and wisdom to do it. And I stepped out and I did it. Was the room full with people? No. But you know what? I was obedient and I did it. Did I stop doing it because the room was not full with people? No. He continued to speak to me about Redemption Conference, and he still does. He gave me themes and what to do every single year. And guess what? I'm always obedient because he's shown me what it can be. But right now, I'm walking in the process of where it's going to be. Do you understand? So don't look at, you know, how many people are are. are Liking your, you know, your your post and your books and your ministry and your this and your product and this and that and that. Don't look at that. Look at your obedience to the Lord. Because God rewards obedience. Joyce Myers always said she just wanted a few people to come to her event. But nobody, you know, people showed up, but it wasn't a lot. She had this big vision. But God had her on that few vision, (laughs) right? To train her, to equip her, 
to help her, to keep her faithful. And then when the right time came, she blew her up. And everybody smelled her aroma. Even nations that don't like hearing women preach started to listen to her. Her aroma, the candle that she lit up, and she watched it. She continued to watch it burn and the aroma to fill the room. And eventually, it filled the whole community, the whole nation, her whole town, her whole state, the whole country, the whole nation. So be patient with yourself. Be patient with God. Be patient with the Holy Spirit. Be patient with the process. People will come. People will smell it and they will come. Okay? Um, I remember when I went to um, basically decorate Redemption Conference. Um, and God brought this man to talk to me. And honestly, to this day, I believe that man was an angel that God sent to, to speak to me. And the man said, wow, this is really nice. Um, and I said, thank you. I'm like, the Lord gave me this vision. I'm just doing it in obedience. He said, that's amazing. That's, that's really good to be obedient to the Lord. And I'm like, yeah. And he said, how many people are coming? And I said, well, these, you know, this amount of people told me they're going to come. But whoever shows up, whoever the Lord brings, it's totally fine with me. And he said, you know, it reminds me of this man that um, preached. And basically, he, he started to preach when God told him to preach. And he got a big conference room. And he got his mic and his speaker. And he, he started to preach the word of God. For about, like, weeks, nobody showed up. But one time, there was this guy that was walking outside of the conference. And he heard a guy preaching and he came in there and he listened to the man and he gave him his life to the Lord the next week nobody showed up it was just him in that big room preaching to an empty room within a few weeks people started to show up and now the guy has a mega church he has churches all over the world so the man told me the story and he said, continue to do what God is calling you to do, even if many people don't show up. Because in the right time, the right season, a lot of, a lot of people are going to come. They're going to come so much that they will not, you will not have you know, room for them to even sit. So look at your obedience to the Lord. Okay, that's what I'm telling you. Look at your obedience to the Lord. And know that God will reward your obedience. Just as he, he, he rewarded the guy's obedience. Now he's a, an international preacher. So I want you to remember that. Okay? If you're that person, that is the sixth person. So now this is the time I'm wrapping it up. Um, I hope that you've been blessed today by this teaching. Um, this Rima word. Remember that God is the matchstick you are the sticks okay god is the matchbox you are the matchsticks god is in you because he breathed in you you are made from him you take a matchstick from the matchbox 
To be able to light up a matchstick, it has to encounter the matchbox. And then when the matchstick is light up, it goes and is used to light up other things. Don't sit on your light and don't neglect to be lit up by the Lord. And don't neglect to continuously seek the Lord for more understanding. And when you light up that candle or that assignment, remember who helped you to be lit. It was the Lord. So the word says in Matthew 5, 15, it says that neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and give, it gives light to everyone in the house. So it says, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good, your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. We are here to walk in our purpose to glorify the Lord. You have so much in you. You might be an apostle, a prophet, evangelist, a preacher, a pastor. It says he made some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some teachers, some pastors. Find out what your purpose is. Find out who God called you to be by being encountered with him in relationship with him and he will light you up just as he lit up the disciples in the upper room so that you can go out there lay hands on people pray prophesy preach cast out demons write books heal deliver start ministries start businesses start products mentor people be all that god has called you to be remember you are to be the light of this world continue to let the lord encounter with you in relationship to keep you light up never be burnt out never blow out your candle never blow out your assignment never prematurely cancel your assignment and never forget to let the Lord keep lighting you up. Don't let your ministry, your calling be your idol. Don't put it as a don't put it in, in the place of the Lord. Always put God in his proper place. And always seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all things will be added unto you. So go forth and start that ministry. Go forth and start that business. And be all that God has call, called you to be. That Esther, that Deborah, that Rachel, that Ruth, whatever it is, that Samuel prophet, that Isaiah prophet, that Jeremiah prophet, that apostle, that evangelist, that preacher, that teacher, that businesswoman, that businessman, whatever God has called you to do, do it. This is the season to seek the Lord. For a higher call that he has you on. Alright guys. I love you. And I pray that the Lord be with you. Equip you. Edify you. Encounter you. Refine you. Increase you. Pour his glory on you. His consuming fire be baptized on you. 
And always, always remember that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Alright? Remember the promises of the Lord are yes and amen. And he's faithful to keep every promise that he's promised you. Alright, I love you all so, so much. And I hope that you were blessed today by Mimi's message. Okay? And this song that I'm going to play is Promises by Maverick City. I hope you allow this song to minister to your heart and write down everything everything that the Lord is telling you to write down and you have a purpose-filled, faith-filled week. Love you all. Until next time.